This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here for another edition of the NAIAF Ball podcast. I am Johnless tonight. He, uh, uh, he had his wife's birthday tonight, so, you know, he has, he has a good excuse. But I do have with me Mark Henninger from Marion. Coach, how you doing this evening? Doing great. So enjoying the quarantine. Enjoying the quarantine. That's not exactly the, the, uh, <laughs> the way I've heard most people put it, Coach. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find you gotta find the bright lights and everything. So, um, you know, we uh, certainly miss our guys, miss spring ball, but um, there there is something to having a little bit of downtime here too to you know get a lot of things done that don't seem to get done. So, um, yeah, so yeah, trying as trying as best I can to enjoy the quarantine. Let's let's talk about that a little a little bit more. We've we've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of coaches on. We've talked a lot about quarantine. Um, over the last month and a half-ish now, um, y'all are in a little bit of a different situation, I think, than, than most folks. You know, we've, we've had um, Brian Foos on from Madonna talking about uh, starting a new team under quarantine. Uh, we've had uh, Coach Oliver on from Lindsey Wilson talking about, you know, how do you, uh, how do you uh, get to the point where you want to get but how do you maintain the intensity and the fire of a team that went to the national championship last year and and uh, fell just short? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously we were we were really chopping at the bit to get back on the field, you know, and, and have our spring practices. But um, you know, I, I do feel like you know we've got pretty strong senior leadership. Um, you know that we we had a really we had a fantastic winner. You know, like in in the weight room, I think our you know, just really every every metric that we chart, you know, through our our off season, um, you know, our numbers were, were through the roof through throughout the winter. So, um, you know, I do feel like you know we, for the amount of work that we were able to get in, I, I think that we got in great work. You know, and and um, you know, then you know, obviously once you know the the bottom dropped out and schools shut down and people went home and. Um, you know, when we kind of got to that point, then it was, you know, doing everything we can to, you know, keep our players engaged, doing everything we can to, um, you know, meet with them as often as we can virtually. And, and you know, we, we've done everything from, you know, we had kind of a, you know, virtual spring game where we had, you know, everybody had, a, you know, whether it was playing, you know, online iMessage pool games to, you know, free throw shooting contests to push-ups and burpees and just, you know, just trying to do, you know, trying to get our guys to compete a little bit and have fun and, and, and stay in contact. And, and, you know, the way we have our off-season designed, um, you know, really kind of helped us out because we were able to just kind of keep that going. So, you know, there is something, there is a system in place that, you know, allows our players to stay in contact with one another and, and um, you know, so, I mean, obviously the, you know, we'll find out hopefully in August and September, if, you know, if we're able to get enough work done during this time. But, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, we've made the best out of a pretty bad situation. You talk about you've got a lot of good leadership coming back. Let's, let's talk about one that, that you, you uh, are going to miss this year. And that's the emotional uh, leader of your defense, Nakai Poyser. Um, 
Talk about uh, the the void that he leaves on your defense. Yeah, I mean we're, we're fortunate that you know we've got you know really nine starters back on our defense. That was a pretty good defense from a year ago, but you know we lose um, you know our school's all time sack leader up front. You know who who again's a pretty emotional you know leadership type of a guy, and you know we lose Nakai Poiser out of the middle linebacker position. So you know Nakai was just um, you know I had as much fun coaching. Nakai as, as I've had coaching anybody, you know, over my career. I mean, he was somebody that, you know, really when he first showed up on our campus was, um, you know, a guy that I guess you could say that, you know, he was not someone that, that bought into what we were doing. And, and I mean, he was, he was close to being, you know, an afterthought, honestly. And, you know, we kind of sat him down and, you know, we had a really good, you know, heart to heart conversation he and I did. And, and, you know, on, on, Hey, this, these are the things that you need to do in order to be on our team. And, hey, you know, we're going to get into the offseason. We're going to start January. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go clean slate. You go clean slate and let's see where this thing goes. And I've never seen a guy turn it around like he turned it around. I mean, he became, you know, literally became the heart and soul of our defense with, you know, with, you know, a lot of really good leaders around him. You know, and he was able to really kind of just outpace everybody and, and uh, you know, obviously had a fantastic senior year and, um, you know, I mean, he's still trying to play ball somewhere. He's a guy that, you know, and throughout all this is, you know, really hurt by not having the, you know, with the NFL, you know, shutting down workouts and pro days and all that kind of stuff because he's somebody that really, you know, changed his body. I mean, got himself mentally, physically ready to go. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I pray every day that he's got more football left to play. But uh, even if he doesn't, I mean, he's, you know, graduated with a degree and, uh, tremendous student. I mean, so, you know, I can't say enough great things about Nikai Poiser. And obviously we're going to have uh, probably three or four different guys vying for that spot uh, come fall. Yeah, so along with along with him on the other side of the ball there, you, you lose um, a little bit of the core of, of your offensive engine um, from 2019. You lose a couple of all-conference offensive linemen um, along with your, your starting quarterback and the uh, national player of the year. Um, and, and I don't know if we've used up all the good adjectives for Charles Salary yet. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, he, was, he was the epitome of a bowling ball. Um, especially down the stretch, talk about talk about uh, that loss of, of your offensive uh, couple offensive linemen and the uh, player of the year. Yeah, I mean we, we really pride ourselves um, and have you know in, in my time here of, of being big and physical on the offensive line. Uh, we pride ourselves on being able to run the football. Um, you know, and, and and you know more often than not, I feel like we're really able to, to take control of the tempo of a football game. And you know, the easiest way to do that, you know, is to be able to run the football and run it effectively. And, and so, you know, it's something that obviously, you know, we, we had a, a, a great, you know, really kind of all the, the pieces were in place last year with a really good, big, physical offensive line. Uh, and then you throw a running back behind them you know, like Charles that, you know, really, you know, he has breakaway speed. He's got, um, you know, he's got great vision. You know, he's got great, tremendous strength. He's got a great low center of gravity. Uh, and then on top of all that, I mean, he's got, you know, a heart beating inside his chest that, you know, just literally, you know, 
never quit, never stopped, never, you know, he took, you know, however much punishment someone could dish out, he was going to take all of it and be able to throw a little bit more back at him. He was, you know, really, um, you know, just a, a tremendous player. And, and, you know, for him to, you know, earn the accolades that he earned and put up the numbers that he was able to put up, um, you know, through the course of the season, you know, and the thing that, you know, really a lot of people don't know this about him, I mean, he played, you know, the last eight games of our season last year with a torn MCL. I mean, so he was, you know, playing at, you know, percent, you know, I mean, so, you know, had he been able to, you know, really to be healthy, I mean, so, you know, he was, you know, the, the, the two games that he put back to back with, you know, St. Francis and, and Concordia where he, you know, combined for, you know, 70 carries and 500, you know, 500 yards, um, you know, he did that with torn MCL, you know, and, and so, uh, I mean, that tells you really everything you need to know about the guy. So, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, that's the, you know, if, if there is one area where I'm really disappointed we didn't get a spring, it's, it is, you know, finding out, you know, the, you know, the replacements for, you know, for a couple of those pieces there. So, cause we had, you know, we had some guys and, you know, the, the next man up sort of, you know, mentality, um, guys ready to go who had great winners, you know, we were really excited to see, you know, those guys, uh, what type of springs they were going to have and, you know, competing for, you know, those spots and, and, uh, you know, we just got to put that off a little bit here now at this point. I was going to ask, uh, uh, are you planning on having a singular workhorse again this year, or are you going to go with Tonta and um, and Woods by committee? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we, we redshirted two really good running backs from a year ago. Um, we've got a great class coming in here. I mean, so there, there's, you know, I think there's probably three kids in this class coming in that, you know, have a chance. Um you know, at, at uh, you know, assuming you, you never really know till you get them on your campus, but you know, we've got we've got several that you know we think you know coming into it, we think have you know have the ability um, to do it, whether or not they can put it all together mentally and physically and all that stuff. But uh, we think that they have the ability. So <clears throat> I think at, at this point, you know, we're looking at you know you got you know Tristan between Tristan and, and Money. I mean, two you know the the ends of the spectrum. You know, Money's a guy that'll make you miss in a phone booth, and you know Tristan's a guy that you know can run you over. Uh, he's powerful, you know, tight back. So, um, you know, right now, I mean, those two guys complement each other really well. Um, you know, they're not. You know, neither of them are, are Charles Salary, who you know had the ability to do all that. But you know, I think through you know three four guys, we ought to be able to get it done. So let's let's go back to the defense and talk about what you've got coming back. You mentioned. Um having a lot of those guys coming back. You had a defensive backfield um, that uh, really had a nose for the football um, with, with Comer, Wilson, and Pease um, there, each each having multiple interceptions. Um, along with Chris Oakley having a couple picks <laughs> of his own. Um, yeah. You know, uh, talk about talk about your, your defense um, a little more, what you've got coming back and what you're expecting off of that side of the ball. Yeah, well, I can tell you, you know, as the guy coaching, you know, coaching the corners for a while there, uh, with Chris Oakley and, and the work he was doing up front, the, the D tackles had more interceptions than the corners did there for a while. So that was, you know, that was, that was pretty rough being the, you know, the, the corners coach there for a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, those, you know, those, those three guys you mentioned and then Dom Small, you know, who started for us this year as a redshirt freshman at the other corner who really, he, you know, he's a guy, he played quarterback in high school, um, 
played maybe three or four snaps of defense his senior year, um, and we brought him in and played him at corner. And he's you know took a year to really kind of and, and even at the start of the year last year, he's a guy that's still learning the position. So you know he's someone that went you know looking at where he ended at the end of the year and where he started at the beginning of the year. I mean, just made tremendous strides and, and ended up being. Uh, a great fit for us out there at the field corner and, and um, you know, but, you know, TJ, Darrell and Riley, I mean, they've played a lot of football, um, you know, between the three of them are, are um, you know, they are three of the best leaders um, that I've ever been around. I mean, they're guys that, you know, they, they love to compete. They compete with each other. Um, you know, we really talk a lot about having a competitive culture, um, in, you know, in our program and on our defense, and, and and those are three guys that really drive that competitive culture. I mean, they're, they're um, you know, three, you know, just you know, as a coach, I mean, they're they're um, they're what you want. You know, I mean, they're, they're guys that you know they, they put in the extra work. You never have to ask them to do things. You know, there a lot of times they're they're doing it before you, you know, before you mention it to them. And and um, you know, really, you know, throughout this quarantine, those are three guys there that have played such a huge role um, in, you know, in keeping our team camaraderie and, and uh, you know, keeping guys connected and, and all that. So, um, you know, as a coach, those, those three guys and really, you know, again, throw, you know, throw Dom in there and the, the progress that he made, you know, really excited about, you know, just about our ability to, you know, when, when you got two corners that can cover on the outside, I mean, you can do a lot of things with your defense and, and uh, you know, between TJ and Dom, you know, and the, the strides that they've made over the last, you know, year, two years it's uh um really uh, you know allowed us to kind of pin our ears back up front and you know the, the work we got on the defensive line like it's you know our defense works and, and you know they, they all play off of the the tempo and the momentum set by the other group so you know it's really a, a fun group to coach and and uh you know it's a fun defense to coach in right now let's take a look at the schedule real quick uh y'all got a a interesting in a couple ways schedule um, you've got a heck of a gauntlet to end the season off um, on a on a nine game schedule, so um, a little less than 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 your than the ten uh, game schedule yep. there. Um, but you're you're ending up with at Concordia, coming back home uh, against Indiana Wesleyan, going to uh, Detroit Lawrence Tech, coming um, coming back home against Siena Heights for going down the road uh, to play St. Francis and the Franciscan Bowl at their place. Talk about balancing the schedule between the gauntlet and playing nine games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we we had 10, um, you know, Lindenwood Belleville, mm-hmm. you know, you know, closing down really kind of and, and doing it at such a late time for us really, really hampered us. And then, you know, where that game you know, fell in our schedule. Um, it just, you know, with, with it being, it was supposed to be our opener. Um, we've had a hard time of finding, you know, games. We're still looking for, you know, for teams that will be willing to come in and play those, you know, the, that first week of, of uh, September. And, and you know, we just haven't had a whole lot of luck so you you, finding and filling that spot. So if there's any coaches listening that, that would like to fill in, yes. y'all are open. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Find my email address and, and uh, we can certainly talk. So, um, but yeah, we, we, uh, so playing the nine game schedule obviously is not ideal. You know, we'd like to have our, you know, we'd like to be a full 10 game schedule and um, give our guys the opportunities to play. The other thing is, you know, the, the interesting piece with our schedule is, you know, by not playing that opening weekend, 
you know, it, it gives us, you know, our, our camp is super long. I mean, I would say it's too long, you know, honestly, between the time that we report uh, to the time that we play, that it really posed some interesting challenges um, of its own. But, you know, with, with our schedule, you know, the conference that we're in, you know, it, it's, we don't, you know, I, I don't think any team uh, in our conference shies away from saying that, you know, we, we feel like we're the best NAIA football conference in the country. And, and um, you know, we think that, you know, our, the, the league's track record over the last decade, um, I think certainly supports that. And, and, you know, not only, you know, with our, you know, our entire league with, you know, the East and the West, that, you know, our, our division right now with, you know, with Indiana Wesleyan coming on strong, um, fantastic, you know, well-coached football team, guys play hard. And, um, you know, obviously St. Francis, you know, and their, you know, national championships and, you know, Siena Heights, you know, in my opinion, Siena Heights has been one of the best teams in the country here over the last three, four years. Um, and they just so happen to be, you know, in the same division with us, Concordia, who's come on strong, us Concordia and St. Francis, that they're, you know, they're, they're, they've been the odd man out of the, of the playoffs, but, um, you know, really feel like, you know, that they, you know, their team, that if they got in the playoffs, they could do some damage. I mean, they, you know, they play great defense and run the football and, and, um, you know, so our, our league, it's, I mean, it's, it's brutal, you know I mean? And then you, know, you forget to mention, you know, teams like, you know, teams like Taylor and teams like, you know, that, you know, T- Taylor is, is a program that, you know, I think if they're in a lot of other leagues in, in this, you know, in the country, they'd be a team that would be battling for championships. So, um, you know, our, our league and, and the schedule that we've got, I mean, we, we know every year going into it that, you know, if, if you find a way to make it out of that, that, you know, you're going to be um, really poised to, to make a run in the playoffs, you know, I mean, just because you are, you are battle tested without a doubt. So, and then the way our schedule falls this year with, you know, ending with, you know, at St. Francis and, you know, Siena Heights and Indiana Wesleyan, I mean, it, it really, um, you know, our, our, our schedule is, you know, at least based off of the success from, you know, the records from this past year and, and the last couple of years, it's certainly backloaded. So, um, you know, but I mean, that, that's one of the great things about our league. The great things about, um, you know, our, our level of football is just, you know, you know, week in, week out, you're going to have to, you know, you play a tremendous level of competition. And, um, you know, I mean, it is, it is truly great football that, that, you know, we're, we're playing and playing against. Um, so it's, you know, it's, you know, I don't know, I mean, you know what, you know, who wouldn't love that? I mean, you know, if, you, if you're a competitive guy, I mean, what a, what a great challenge our league poses. One question before I let you go. I was talking with uh, Coach Caraboa, um, who was your defensive coordinator last season and has uh, moved on to be a senior defensive analyst at Kansas, joins uh, Brent Dearman as uh, NAI talent, making it to a Power 5 job uh, there at Kansas. And he was talking about your coaching style and um, – he said uh, about you, uh, quote, he let his coaches be who they are and let them coach their way. How, how hard is that for you, one, being a defensive guy, um, but also just overall uh, being able to, to not be uh, like some other coaches are with having to have their, 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 finger, their, their hands all over everything. Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, we all end up, I think everybody ends up coaching. You, know, you pull from the guys that, that kind of brought you up. And I know that, you know, I was, I was very fortunate, you know, as a young coach that, um, you know, I was hired to do a job, you know, and, and the guys that, you know, that, that ran the programs that, 
you know, I was fortunate to coach with and, and, you know, they, they hired me to do a job and they let me do it, you know, and, and, um, you know, and that, that was something that I really, you know, you know, as you're sitting there starting to get like trying to piece together, okay, you know, if I'm a head coach, how am I going to do things or, or, you know, what, what, you know, what's the, the way that I'm going to want to, um, run my program and, and, um, you know, I mean, obviously I have ideas on, you know, what I think good offense is and what I think good defense is. And then I go out and I hire the guys that are capable and able to do it. And, and, and then I back up and let them do it. I mean, it's, it is, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Brock was, you know, did a tremendous job and, you know, Scott Power before him and, um, you know, I mean, really, you know, and then, you know, right now with, you know, with David Elson, you know, same thing. I mean, another fantastic coach we brought in that, um, you know, I mean, we hire these guys to do jobs and then, you know, it's, it's, you know, we step back and, and let them coach. So you give them a framework, let them operate within that framework. And then, um, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, if we're trying to get, we're trying to get everything we can out of our players. We want our players to be themselves. And, and uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we want them to, you know, really, you know, have fun and enjoy this experience. And, you know, we give them the framework, you know, within we want them to operate. And then, um, you know, we, we let them, you know, hey, you, you go be you. And, and, um, you know, and that, that's just something that, you know, again, that the guys that, you know, brought me up in coaching, that's, that's what they did. You know, they, you know, Joe Fincham at Wittenberg, who's, you know, one of the all time winningest coaches and he'll be a Hall of Famer. And, and, uh, you know, he hired me to do a job there. And, and, you know, he never once walked into my office and said, Hey, I want you to do this or I want you to do that or, you know, you need to coach this way. It was, you know, he hired me to do a job and let me do it. And so, you know, I think that's the, you know, the best thing that I can do for the guys that work, you know, under me or with me, you know, is, you know, allow them to be themselves. And, and um, you know, and, and by doing that, I think, you know, we get, you know, we get a lot of work done and, and um, you know, you're not, you're not hampered in any way, you know, it allows you to be as successful as possible, I think. So um, that's not me. That's, that's the guys that, that, uh, you know, that, that brought me up in this thing, but, you know, but again, I've been, I've been blessed to be around you know, a lot of great coaches and I think we've got a great staff and, um, you know, great football minds, but, you know, even better people and, and, uh, you know, makes going to work, you know, when, when the time comes that we're allowed to go back to work, uh, it makes it a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, I, I love that. So coach, I, I appreciate you coming on the show this evening and, um, you know, uh, y'all uh, do a great job in terms of your um, the ISC Sports Network, um, where we can watch your games for free and see what's going on uh, across the mid states. Um, so, we, so I, as a media uh, person, thank you for having that set up to where I can see the state of Marion football in the fall, and we we hope to see some Marion football in the fall. Daggone right, man. So, uh, you know, thanks, you know, thanks for all you guys do. You know, I mean, this, uh, you know, again, our, our level of football, I think, you know, it gets overlooked in a lot of ways and it's, it is, uh, it's truly great, great football being played all over our country at our level. And, and so, um, you guys definitely filled a void when you guys came along and, you know, you give, you know, you give, uh, a platform to, you know, a bunch of great coaches and players and programs and, and, uh, you know, so again, you know, I, I appreciate the work that you do and anything that we can do to help you and, you know, our doors always open and, you know, you need to roll through Indianapolis. It's a fantastic town. Come, you know, come through there on a Saturday and, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we would, we would certainly be happy to host you.
Absolutely, got to get up there for the Franciscan Bowl one year. That's that's one of the ones on my on my NAI bucket list. Yeah, for sure. And I tell you what, we told this to our recruits last year, and you know, obviously, it's it's a healthy rivalry now between us and them, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, but but I told I told the guys, you know, the, the recruits that we had, I said, you know what, you are you are right now, you're at the greatest rivalry in college football. You know, I mean, the, you know, a lot of people, are, you know, Alabama and Auburn, and you know, whatever. I mean, you roll all the way through it, but you know, there's there's no place where, um, you know, it, two schools are separated by two hours. Um, you know, the national championship pedigree over the last, you know, four or five years that, that the two programs have put together, it's, I mean, it is, it is, you know, and I'll, I'll fight anybody on this one that, you know, find a, find a rivalry out there right now, Ohio State, Michigan, find a rivalry out there where, you know, the two teams are both almost always ranked in the top five. Um, you know, the, the games are, I mean, they're all like almost instant classic type football games. I mean, it is, it is. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, go out there, and, you know, enjoy the atmosphere, and, and I mean, it's. I, I think it's the best that small college has to offer. And again, I, I I think it's the greatest rivalry right now in college football. I mean, it's not it's not a hundred years old like a lot of these other ones, but you know, you start talking about you know rivalry and proximity and and you know national significance, and and you, you'd be you'd be hard pressed at any level to find find a rivalry better than than the Franciscan Bowl. So um, you know. Mark your calendar, do everything you can to get up there to it. It's always going to be a great game. I know that's right. So we will we will uh, talk at you later, and we hope to see you sometime this year. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, guys. Corey here. If you enjoy our show and the coverage of small college football we provide, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash NAIFball. In doing so, you help support small college football media coverage. For the next 20 or so $3 patrons, we will send you a limited edition holographic NAIF ball sticker. These are gorgeous, and we only have a limited amount to send out. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash NAIF ball and become a patron today.